to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast, episode 342. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. Here we go. We're into it. I've got to be somewhere <laughs> he's, else. He's like run into the room, thrown everything on the door, and be, as I'm sitting down and turning my phone on, he's already talking. That's right. And Don't he's worry. looking at me, tapping his watch right now, going, hurry up. We haven't got time to talk. Hey, uh, talk. For, for some reason, <laughs> I'll, I'll fill you in. For some reason, a whole bunch of pumpkin stuff's been happening this week. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems to be just kicking off. I don't know what's going on. It's real weird. So straight up, this woman's like, oh, in a panic. She wants, she's got a school competition in a month. She needs a pumpkin for guess the weight. Guess what? There is none. Um, I was going to say, where are you going to get no, a pumpkin now? Two production companies have hounded me for um, pumpkins for uh, some How sort of- many times have we said we've got to no, whack no. some pumpkins? No, no, no. So I've been talking to probably the top paper mache-er in the world and I uh, know how to do it now. Oh, really? And she's got... So she came up with a method of making some special paper mache uh, that it looks... She, she's got all these recipes and one of them looks like ceramic once it's done and one of them uh, is not glossy. And she goes, oh, I've actually got one of my uh, fans, I guess, or whatever they want to call it. He makes pumpkins and he makes them with bags of rice, of all things. And they look pretty legit. But she said, if you want to actually copy a pumpkin, this is what you should do. So I know how to do that, but I haven't done it. Nice. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So we'll see how that goes. Then uh, someone brought me a coffee yesterday to say thanks for my, uh, I made a pumpkin weight estimation calculator. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I, I keep saying it's the best in the world. Then somebody on bigpumpkins.com, which is the big message board in the world, actually... So bigpumpkins.com for the longest time, forever, was run by Ken, and it was run in his house, in a basement. Fair enough. Then I think he moved it to his work, but he must have gone back to his basement because apparently their website went down again because it flooded. So every time his house floods, which happens every couple of years, (laughs) the, the biggest website in the world for giant pumpkin ground goes down. But someone says, hey, I just Googled this thing and I found this giant pumpkin NZ website and it's got the best calculator I've ever seen. The website is super crisp. It does this amazing stuff. And I found out that inches are called imperial measurements. (laughs) (laughs) So they didn't know that. Blow their mind. That's why I couldn't work out how all these people had found it. Because all these Americans, I've been seeing it on Facebook. People doing screenshots of their estimation. And it's my tool. So I'm like, that's cool. Then... I get some dude from Christchurch connect with me on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, I'm playing LinkedIn. Anyway, he goes, hey, how's it going? Hey, I really like your website. I read your stuff. Uh, I've been growing pumpkins a couple of years. Um, I think he may have got seeds off me at some point. Uh, Can I connect with you? I'm like, yeah, I guess we. So I connect. And he goes, oh, we have, um, we've grown a couple of times. And we've had the hardest time getting the seeds started. We've got seeds from all different places. But we, you know, hey, um. Do you think that you could start the seeds and like, I'll pay you, but you just send them to me as soon as they pop open. And I was like, yep, I think that's a thing. So uh, it is now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to work out timing wise because in theory, it should only take four days. So I think if I do it on a Friday, I should have them ready Monday, Tuesday, and I'll just carry them overnight to him. Yeah. And then he'll just put them in soil. So I said, I'll let him know. Um, but he's definitely keen and he reckons his friends are too. So if you need a giant pumpkin uh, germination service... That's me. No one else started. <laughs> Germination service. Um, that's that, that's I mean. pretty cool. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Being all crazy. Um, 
Well, it was a, you just reminded me of something that um, we would put it in uh, Paul's talk. Oh, God, I've forgotten now. All right, that's right. You're talking too quick, and I'm too slow. Um, how am I going? I am doing two classes a morning at the um, at the. Is, that, is the, that tiring you out or not? Well, getting up at quarter to five uh, mm. is a little bit tiring, but no, no, it's actually pretty good. Um, although, so we're supposed to have uh, we've had the uh, electrician going through this whole building, oh, yeah. putting in extractor fans and all the bathrooms. Yeah, that's right, right. Robert. Yeah, yeah, and so. He was supposed to come in and do mine yesterday. Yep. He, he spoke to me the day before. He says, oh, I'm just finished upstairs. I said, I know because I had to put my headphones on because you're drilling up there. Yep. Um, uh, he goes, well, I, we really haven't got time to do anything. I could come in and do it all tomorrow. I said, well, that's cool. I'll be finished at 8.30 because I've got two classes. I finished the second <coughs> one at 8.30. Yep. Then I'm going to take off to my other job and I'll be there till whatever. Yep. And he's got a key to the place. Like, yeah, he's yeah. got a key, key to all the places. So if you want to go and come in and do that then, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got a lot of machinery in here. Maybe turn everything off so that the power doesn't yeah, get on. Oh, yeah. cool. I'll do yeah, that. Good, good, good. So do that. Come back yesterday. Nothing. Nah, nothing's Haven't done. Heard nothing's from the guy. done at all. Of course. General so, standard, standard thing. So this morning – I'm on the thing with the class and uh, bang, bang, bang on the door what at 8, eight, eight a.m. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I told you, I can't. Get, I'm in the middle of this class. So I've got four kids between eight and ten in there. On there, I'm like, I'm not leaving them to go and answer the door. So ten minutes, fifteen minutes later, bang, 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 bang. I just ignored it. And then eight thirty, got rid of the kids, went running outside. He's gone. He's left a card saying, uh, "Please call when a time's oh, convenient." Yeah, cool. So I, I rang the number. It wasn't even the guy in the van. It was obviously his boss's card or something. And oh, yeah. So left that message. Uh, and then the p- plumber called me and says, uh, "I was at work and called me and says, uh, oh, I know you. You're not home till two, but uh, it's uh, you know this is about." 12 o'clock, he goes, yeah. uh, if, is there any way I can, are you you're not home now or can I know, I, they're can real I weird in? like that, eh? Uh, just, just, I said, bowl round, like the door might be open because the electrician might be there. If, if you're in the area, yeah. do that. Otherwise, I'm not going to be home till after one, whatever yeah, it yeah. was. So uh, I come home, I, I, an hour or two later, I get a text message, oh, toilet's fixed. There was a leaky yeah, you were saying about seal that. or yeah. something. Yeah. So does yeah. that mean the electrician's been in as well? No. Oh. So I don't I'm know how for someone, I'm waiting for someone to turn up now. <laughs> oh, no. God. Oh, well. Oh, actually, talking about that, the glass people came around to our house, my house, and they were like, they rang me up like 10 o'clock. They're like, hey, can we come around now and look at the pool game? And I'm like, no. I'm home at 1.30. Okay. So I turn up home like 20 past 1, and they're all just sitting there. And I'm like, uh. so I let them in. They go up there, and they're pretty good because they've got like big suction cups, and they can take the whole thing so off. So just and- so people know, it's like a the the fencing around the pool is like a glass. Yeah, one fence. one side of it's a glass fence, and the gate drops, so it doesn't latch properly. Yeah, uh, and they've tightened it up, and they said, "Oh, we've tightened this up as far as we can. We can't tighten it anymore after this." And also, does the gate only open that far, like all the time? And I was like, yeah, because it only opens like, what, a third of what you think it should? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we've never seen a gate do that ever. Like, it should go all the way over there. And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, well, we don't stock those hinges. So I think next time, yeah, we'll have to replace all those hinges and stuff. I was like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how we go. Uh, you are the man, I just real quick, you are the man of Zoom calls and stuff. You do a lot more things like that than I ever do. I was on a work conference one on a giant smart TV thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, which you can draw on and do all the stuff. And uh, you have the, uh, what do you call it, the fake background? What's the term for that? 
Um, um, your green screen background. Sort of, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the background thing. So one of these people... Now, you've, you've, you've spoken to a lot of people, and I assume some people you speak to do this. Yeah. I don't know. So one guy, he was... His background, it made him look like he was in a private jet... <laughs> but his shoulders kept glitching out like it wasn't the best lighting, I suppose. So he's yeah, yeah. like, that was fine. It was the woman. All her, The only thing on the screen was her head. The whole thing was around her head. Yeah. Like so a floating it's head. It's all about your, your lighting. So I have, and, and you can see it from here, I've got three <laughs> yeah, yeah. lights. Two lights are to light the background and one light to light me. Because if you don't light the background, yeah, I know. it, 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 you, it was you glitch out head. terribly. It was oh, this no, floating head woman. And I was like, how bad is your background? How bad is the your background? The worst one was in the middle of um, uh, COVID was on uh, CNN. Uh, Neil Katia, who's uh, used to be district attorney or something like that, some some sort of thing. Yeah. And he, he's being interviewed at home and he put one of those on and it just looked terrible because he didn't have the lighting. I think they must have told him, don't do that again <laughs> on the network after that. Excellent. Uh, I've got so much stuff in this list. I might be the most stuff I've ever put in one list. I know. Because I, I, last time I looked, I didn't think you had that much. And I just was looking now. And I'm like, hang on. There's heaps in here. You can pick whatever you want. I'm going to talk about toilets f- yeah. for briefly. Because okay. um, do you, have you heard about this thing with Gates? No. Is so, it a conspiracy? Or is it no. Real? No. Uh, it's it's real. But it's, it's a good... Good thing. So it wouldn't be a conspiracy. Everything about Gates's conspiracies are bad things, That's right? That's right. So at the moment, five hundred uh, estimated five hundred thousand people a year die from sanitary oh, yeah. related yeah, yeah, issues, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So you know, basically, in third world countries. Yeah, in third world countries. Okay. So three point five billion people don't have access to a proper toilet. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pretty much half the planet, yeah, uh, you know, half the sense. population. So a decade ago, he launched this reinvent the toilet challenge. And oh. they're sort of coming to fruition now. That's a long so, time, isn't it? Just yeah, I know, right? But and and, and the, the reason I thing? mention this is because I'm like, you, we just take it for granted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. had the little leak around my toilet, and uh, I was uh, upset about that. I mean, you know, <laughs> otherwise they're crap in a hole. <laughs> yeah. So in the decade since we launched this challenge, the world has responded with the power of innovation. Scientists and engineers from across the globe have developed hundreds of exciting ideas for how to design toilets that safely process human waste with little or no need for water or electricity. Yeah. Those were the two things I, I worried yeah, about, make, right? Yeah, makes sense. They've created toilets that convert feces into valuable resources, mm, including fertiliser, clean yes. clean water, and electricity. Oh, so cool. I saw one of them's um, – you, you crap into the the unit, obviously, and it's got a what do you call the corkscrew? spiral corkscrew thing yeah. that's just pushing it up onto the roof, and it's spread out on the roof, and it dries well, on that's the. Not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> I know, I like, and it dries on the roof, and they shovel it up and use it as fertilizer on the on the crops. I did, yeah, it must do something though. I, I'm, pretty, I'm sure there's more than that. No, no, there is. I'm pretty explain. certain. Uh, I'm pretty certain human excrement isn't good fertilizer. No, but As, when the boys went to Manila, Cal and Jeff and those guys went oh, to yeah. Manila, they were told not to eat any leafy green vegetables over there because it's all fertilized with human yeah, waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess and it's the people than there are used to it. Mm. Yeah, got and, the gut. And got you the go, gut, the yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Whatever gut uh, <clears throat> thing they need. So, and they're like because. 
that's not what you expect to hear is like don't eat the chicken but not don't eat the green leafy vegetables because <laughs> no, no. you know anyway so other research researchers invented a new system to process fecal sludge from pit latrines so there's lots of dug oh, yeah, pit yeah, latrines yeah. and septic tanks and sewers and it turns human waste from entire communities into drinkable water and electricity and these machines called omni processors can be used to support Fecal sludge treatment plant or complemented wastewater treatment system, they require a fraction of the energy, the space, and the cost that a traditional sewer and wastewater treatment plant require. So how far along are they actually, I'm guessing they've trialed them. So these are going good. They're getting into commercialization now. So he reckons in 10 years' time they'll be... Yeah. More ubiquitous or whatever. So anyway, I thought it was good to point out something cool happening in the planet. It's good. Something and cool. Something we don't really think about a lot. No. Or at least not more than once a day or twice a day. I'm going to talk about this because this is I found this bloody interesting, right? So uh, there was the condo collapse uh, in, yep. you know. Uh, Ocean View? Surfside. Like Surfside. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that happened. It was terrible. And an Israeli search team says, we'll go, we'll come. And did you hear about them? No, I don't. You probably oh, no, Actually, I did hear something on the news, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, so anyway, this Israeli search team, this guy got a whole team of people. He says, can we come over? We can help. We know what we're doing. They're like, yeah, okay, come over. So he said, the biggest thing is um, you've got to get there and, you know, time is of the essence. You've got to do everything as fast as you can. It's very hard, very tight very hard timeline to be on site 24 7 to find out he said um the first thing they turned up they were like oh you're not allowed on site till the next day he said that's cool give me a whole list of all the people no we're not doing that uh can i missing people yeah how many people are missing the officials go 159 he goes yeah cool can i have the list no you're not officially on the site till tomorrow just stay in the hotel so he stays in the hotel all the family members of the missing people in the hotels right so he gets one of his team members to go around. I think it was um, six to eight hours later, um, they had all the details of all the missing people. She comes back to him and says, there's 98. And he goes, mm, no, they said 159. She goes, they're wrong. It's 98. Um, maybe one more. 98, 99. Um, he goes, okay, sweet. Let's go. So he goes in. Uh, as of Friday, they found 97 of them and they've identified them. And the Israelis did half of that. And it's all like completely scientific. They don't use dogs. They've been perfecting this science over 40 years and they travel the world. They've been to Lebanon, Cyprus, Haiti, Japan, Mexico, Egypt, Honduras, India. They even went to Hurricane Katrina when it flooded. They, it's just a puzzle where they can just look at a building and they know this is where we have to go. And he was talking about like just seeing um, like watches or bits of jewelry. Like they need to know what everybody had with them and um, they work it all out. Yeah. And he's just like these. There's a movie in that, I reckon. <laughs> just Holy experts. crap. That sounds... That, that's a great doco. Oh, it's yeah. It's a great doco. And, yeah. and, and they've been doing it for, like, so many years. Like, the head guy has been there the whole time. And he goes, oh, my t- yeah, I know how to find people. Or, you know. Yeah, find survivors. Whoa. Wicked, yeah. wicked. Okay, I, I'm just going to go through the next thing, because that's you just You just find there. something. Yeah, well, <laughs> the screenshot. Uh, have you seen that? <laughs> God, open. Open. There we go. New, New Plymouth City... Uh, New Plymouth District Council. Yes. And it's got this big sign, and it says at the top, why are you dumping rubbish here with, like, a picture mm. of a rubbish bag? And it's got three boxes on the sign. I'm a jerk. 
I don't care about this community. I think other people should pay to cl- should pay to clean up after me. And at the bottom it says, "Don't be a tosser. Dispose of your rubbish responsibly." Which is so New Plymouth. <laughs> it, it is, but I've got a funny feeling that somebody put one of these signs up somewhere on a dock reserve, but it wasn't an official dock sign, and these guys have copied it. Yeah, well, because um, Robert Cialdini did it in, I think, Influence is the book he wrote that talks about this, and they did one, they did a whole study about doing something in, in their dock reserves, they call them something different, whatever they yeah, call national them. Parks yeah, or national parks or something. National parks, yeah. And it, it was like, don't litter, Mm. But and they replaced the signs with. I'm trying to remember. It's years since I read the book. Yeah, yeah. But it was something like they replaced the signs with, "80 percent of our visitors to this park never no. litter." Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. And just people and the difference it made. They measured it like and yeah. So that sort of sign can do a big make a big difference. But I thought it was pretty cool. It's good to see the council's doing something that's got a bit of a humour and possibly some scientific. Well, the it. amount of people that have just shared that. Yeah, you know, that's just exactly. saved them a shit ton of money on publicity. Yeah, so absolutely. So anyway, I thought that's cool. We'll have that, um, that sign uh, shared in the show notes somehow. Yes. Cool. What else do you want to talk about? You can pick whatever you want. Uh, uh, wool Aid. Wool, wool Aid? Wool Aid. Have you heard about this? Uh, I don't know. No. So it, the name for those listening is Wool with a plus sign in Aid. All in one thing. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to call it wool plus aid. I'm going to call it wool aid. But basically, um, this New Zealand guy, he uh, Kiwi, has Lucas Smith. He has been doing this for five years. have been putting this together for yeah. five years. And it's Band-Aids, effectively, oh, made right. out of wool. Oh. So they're recyclable. So he was a mountain guide. And he got really sick of seeing plastic Band-Aids and Elastoplasts everywhere yeah, yeah. all the time because people used them for blisters. So he started using merino wool in your shoes for your blisters and yeah, what yeah. have you, which is a, a thing. I've used that yeah. uh, when, when we did the 100K walk, the, the Oxfam trail walk, and it really makes a difference. Mm. And so it's you know the, the story is fantastic. This, it's a stuff article. Um, but, he, you know, because it, it was really hard to make into a cloth. And at the moment what they're doing – and, and he's got lots of investors, and he's got he spent an eye watering. This is how it, it says it. I spent an eye watering amount with a Texas lawyer to make sure there was no other patents in the world. Wow! And he's got who he, was talking it, about this guy then? I he don't was know. mentioning something. It might have been the My First Million podcast. Oh, somebody mentioned. I'm some, way behind on that. I'm still working through it. I was no, there's to it today, there's but. something where somebody said, "Oh, we know this guy, and he's." Reimagining plasters, they're not made out of plastic anymore, and it must be this guy. It must be this guy. So yeah, um, but at the moment, what they're doing is they're using New Zealand wool. Yes, they're sending it to Italy to be mm. made into fabric because yep. it's the only machine they can find, and then they're sending it back to China or Japan, uh, China, I think, to do the actual um, full to, to put the um, uh, adhesive. Adhesive, that's the word, on it, you know, cut it up into yeah, things yeah. and do the adhesive and I guess a pad or something. Mm. Um, but it's supposed to be good because merino wool is really good for you to help you heal the oils in it and yeah. stuff. It's fully biodegradable. Um, and of course, as we talked about with our friends um, from um, whatever they were called at Field Days, uh, 
I've forgotten their name now. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> those I'm guys. sorry, I've gone blank. <laughs> um, the Fiber guys. The Fiber guys. Yeah, Wolves at an all-time low in price. I know. And so- it's interesting because you always get the innovation when th- – Prices hit a peak or a trough. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it's at a peak, everybody's into it, so they want to do something. Yeah. And when it's at a trough, they're like, well, this is cheap as chips. What can we do with this? Yeah. Um, so we just need to come up with uh, the Chris and Sam podcast uh, wool thing. Yeah, what woolen thing can hey, we do? Talking as talking about chips that you just mentioned there, this Gold Coast teenager, did you see she got $21,000 from Doritos? No. <laughs> What's so, that? So she's 13 years old. Yeah. She finds a Dorito chip that is puffed up. Like, just like fat, like yeah, just, full of air. Just, yeah, full of air. So she goes, uh, oh, look at this. Oh, do you think this is worth anything? I think is what she says. It's had more than 2.9 million views, probably more than that now. She puts it on eBay, 99 cents plus $6.20 postage. eBay goes a bit nuts. They go to $21,000 and then to $105,000. They took it down. Uh, she has 11,500 followers. I don't know if, before, if this was the cause of that or not. And um, she said, oh, it's just an experiment. We're not taking it seriously. We just want to see what would happen. Doritos Australia said, hey, we want to reward you for your bold entrepreneurship and ingenuity. After discovery of the puffy-shaped chip, here's some money. So and gave her how much? 20 grand? $21,000. Holy crap. So uh, she's, there's a whole bunch on eBay now selling all sorts of one-of-a-kind <laughs> puffed chips. <laughs> As you do. Uh, yep, yep, yep. No, that's awesome. Good on her. Good on her. Uh, you, did you see that fleets are dead? Fleets. Exactly. Don't worry about it. It was the Twitter thing where they decided to try and do stories or TikTok. Oh. And they've just killed it off because they said, oh, actually, no one's using it. No. What? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why would, why would you? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Facebook decided to give up on satellites. They're not doing that anymore. And they've sold it to Amazon. The whole Facebook team's gone to Amazon. Oh, really? Now, that's surprising. Well, yeah. but I guess they're worried about it. They're going to get split up anyway. There's only so many people that can put satellites in. I don't know. I thought he was all in to get so, his bloody Facebook over Africa. Paul was telling me about Starlink. Do you know anything about Starlink? Well, yeah, actually, Star- Star- yeah, Star- wasn't telling me about it. Oh. It was in the talk. Yeah, yeah. So working. Starlink is Elon Musk's one. Yeah. And it's already floating around. And you can already buy a subscription package here. It's like expensive. Yeah. So fifty percent of New Zealanders can can access Starlink. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. But, but but in a few months' time, it'll be a hundred percent of the country. Yeah. So uh, if you look up, you can you can I guess there's a tool or an app or a website. It tells you where the Starlink satellites are, and you see them. It's just a trail of like stars moving. Yeah. And they come over New Zealand every now and then. Uh, it's uh, pretty expensive what I get, but a lot of people on Reddit signed up to it that are in the middle of nowhere and can't get. Yeah, exactly. For, for for people in a mm. wops, I mean, you know, expensive or not, if it's the only thing. I don't know if you have got. internet twenty four seven, or you're waiting for it to come back around. I don't know how it works. I just know there's a string of little satellites. Well, you just I would want to assume that it was. 24/7. But I think the satellites they've got are those cube ones that the dude was talking about at Field Days the other year. The Rocket Lab guy. Yeah, Rocket Lab yeah, dude with yeah, the little yeah, ones. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they be the ones he's he's putting up there. Oh, cool. How many uh, people in America work for Amazon? Do you think? Oh, so yeah, hang actually, on, I'm hang sure on. I used to have that number. Hang on, I will eighty six thousand. No, no. So you want to do the one out of how many American workers is an Amazon employee? That's how. I, yeah, out of a hundred American workers. No, out of every American worker, how many of them work for Amazon? Are you talking about one in a hundred type? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, You're not far off. Yeah, I was just going to say one in in ten thousand. No, one hundred fifty three. One in 153? Yeah. 
Holy crap. So there's 900. So if the average person's got like <coughs> 2,000 um, people on LinkedIn, then they'd have like 10 Amazon more, workers. More people work for Amazon than are employed in the entire residential construction industry. But they're not the biggest employer, like Walmart is. But, um, yeah, but do you call the fossils that they have at the, as greeters at the doors employees or just furniture? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's right. So anyway, uh, it's a lot of people, eh? That's that's mind blowing. Anything in the states in terms of numbers is always mind blowing. It just it's crazy. Yeah, nine hundred fifty thousand workers. I just saw that figure and I was like, what? One in every hundred and fifty three. That's so you meet two hundred people at a conference. You go right. Which one of you? Which one of Amazon? Amazon? Who can talk? There might be two. There might be two. Who can get me on the rocket? (laughs) I'll be on the rocket. Yeah, yeah. It's if those guys would. would get a chance to go to space. If they did, there'd be one in every 80. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of a novel called Coming Home in the Dark? No. No. So it's been made into a, a movie, and they're just wrapping it up now. And it's a short story by some guy called Owen Marshall, and he's like in his 70s now, and um, he's optioned it multiple times, but this is the first time somebody's actually made it. And this is what it says. It's been called the most terrifying story in New Zealand literature. It caused people to howl when they read it and led one person to hide the book in her basement. Anyway. You didn't mention it was a New Zealand book. Okay. Yeah, right, sorry, cool. New Zealand book. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think basically a bunch of boy racers get shot by some crazy dude. Um, and it's like full on pretty violent. But apparently it says when you get to the end of the film, they want it so... I mean, it says here it's a nasty story, and it's meant to be a nasty story. I want the, um, you know... When they leave the theatre, they want the audience members to think about how they'd react in those circumstances. And what you thought was a clear-cut situation is no longer clear-cut. Did you see the movie uh, Green Room with... um Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yes, because yes. to me that was one of the more horrific movies I've seen. It was a thrill. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a horror. No. Um, but I, I thought that still is with me. That movie. I, I, I think that's we a, have to get an update from Adam for that movie he's going to tonight. Yes, pig, pig. Did you look it up? No, I didn't look it up. Okay, so Nicolas Cage. I, I assume he plays the main character. I might be wrong. Adam, just yell at me through the internet. Uh, but it said a championship truffle hunter. Uh, he loses his his pig, his truffle hunting pig, in weird circumstances or something. And it's like a, um, th- I don't know if it's a thriller or it's a. Anyway, it looked pretty intense. Yeah. So uh, obviously <laughs> we're recording this on Thursday, and 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 Adam's going out because he texts me today. I know it's late notice. Do you want to come tonight to this thing? I've got a spare yeah, ticket. I don't I was like, him too. and I was like, uh, I've. Um, Oh, because we pushed D&D back because Jace had some work on. Oh, so right, yeah. got D&D tonight, and so I'd already said yes, so too bad. Shame. Anyway. Uh, okay, cool. Um, there's a there's a very good article, which you'll find in our show notes. It's to an article that the spinoff posted this week, and it's basically said New Zealand owes David Tour an apology. Um, so he was on Wheel of Fortune back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, for awesome. No, he said O oh, for Olsen. And apparently, if you're a Pacific Islander, you'd, you you don't understand what everybody's going on about because that's what he said. And this thing stuck with him for so many years. He's finally at peace with it. And he explained why he said Olsen because they said it's a weird word. And um, yeah. Okay, no, well, so, uh, then tell me. No, that's I have pretty, to read it. No, that's pretty much it. So but, what's Olsen, though? 
Oh, it was uh, a legendary Pacific Islander um, player. Or boxer. One of the two. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, a sports person, yeah. anyway. And he was just saying their name. And he said, oh, for Olsen. And apparently, if you watch the clip, you can sort of think. But the weird thing is, that clip didn't exist till, like, years and years later. And it just sort of came out of nowhere. Like, it didn't happen after the fact, like, straight yeah, away. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was quite a long article just talking about it. So, and if you're impact- outside of New Zealand, this has been a meme for a yeah, decade. Yeah, it's probably the, one of the original uh, Kiwi memes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Wheel of Fortune and It was a uh, charity David's, one, charity yeah. one. He was trying to make win a car for a woman somewhere or something. Uh, yeah, and he goes, uh, oh, for all... And everybody thought it was, oh, for awesome. And so, everybody was saying, oh, for awesome, as that was the dumbest thing anyone's yeah. heard. Neck minute. Uh, yeah. Anyway... Never heard uh, that before, actually. Um, no, I hadn't heard that. What's this longest domain main <coughs> domain name in the world? Well, the longest domain name can have two hundred and fifty-five characters, and these guys have made a website with all the characters in it, and it's got some sort of mathematical formula to work out this massive thing. But it's basically um, oh, a it's a dot the alphabet until you get to O and then it doubles up and then it quadruples in the R's and then it goes to SSSS and TTT and it looks like that. And you just go there and it's just real colourful and it just says we've used a mathematical formula to double up on the letters as it goes further down the track or something. Gotcha. Um, and they've just claimed that. So just a little bit of fun. Another one, there's a guy, we might have to look into this, it's called the 24-hour homepage. This guy has got the 24-hour homepage, and it's very reminiscent of that guy that sold a million pixels. pixels? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he says uh, in one day there's 85,534 – no, sorry, 86,400 seconds, seconds. Yeah. and he's selling every second, and it stays that way forever. So you can buy a second, put whatever you want on it. Um, he's only got 85,534 seconds left to go. They're $10 each. And it's just counting. And at the moment, there's nothing happening. It's just the countdown. But apparently, I think, if you buy a second... so if Your we message bought, would be there. Yeah. So, so we could put the Chris and yeah, Sam logo yeah. on for a second or or two. Or we could splash out and have three or four seconds. Oh, now you're getting crazy. We'll have to get some sort of bank loan, I think. But um, yeah. And, and then if anyone ever visits at the exact same time, and I think we'd have to work out the best time. I don't know if you pick the time or if he randomly just slots you in. But We'd have to find out. But he'd have to tell us the time. And then we would yes. have a link that, that just goes, uh, click now and wait. Oh, I can put down a countdown time ago our second will appear and and then yeah in, we, we should totally do that well he's not I, gonna if I, had, if I had the money I'd he's not gonna sell it anytime soon so I'd we can not. save up or well, someone can donate some donate some money through patreon.com check us out on the website yeah, yeah. but that brings us to the increase yes uh and we've got plenty to talk about next week <laughs> uh that's good yeah yeah um so how is Anything exciting coming up? Are you doing anything pumpkin wise? You haven't. You, you're not near that sort of time. No, of not year. really. No, not okay. at all. Just randomly. There's came just up. all this stuff happening, and it's okay. going good. Uh, I am doing a speaking engagement in Auckland on the 21st of September um, at the GoToGirl Amplify Network Night. I saw that and I wondered yeah. if you were in that picture. I'm No, I'm not in that picture And I was like, all. if you were, I'm assuming I would have been able to spot you. Yeah, because they're all women. Yeah. Uh, I'm on stage. Uh, there's me and Brian are the two guys. I think everybody else is female. That's good. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'll be talking a little bit about how to amplify your impact with speaking. Yay! Very good. 
Um, so if you're in Auckland on 21st uh, September, I think it's a free event, but uh, not sure. We'll, we'll get a link to that somewhere. Excellent. Okay, I better go. Till next right. time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.